when Harold James writes, people in economics stop and consider. He is one of the great historians uh, of the American experiment and of the global experiment, um, truly iconic at Princeton. And he's been given a most interesting job, which is to be an historian of the IMF. Professor James, wonderful to speak to you again. What are you doing for Madame Lagarde? Well, uh, it's great to speak with you. Um, So I'm going to write the history or help to write the history uh, of the International Monetary Fund in the 21st century. Uh, So in in the years of the enormous expansion and the the, the credit bubble when people thought that the fund was irrelevant, and then in the aftermath of the financial crisis when suddenly people want the fund again and uh, need the fund. It's an interesting organization because, as you mentioned, it has gone in and out of favor. It has also morphed over the years from Bretton Woods to what it is today. Can you go into it saying it is a success or a failure, or can you even judge it in those terms? Well, it's it's really interesting. At the beginning, it was supposed to be part of an overall security structure so that the, the structure of the IMF, exactly replicated the United Nations organization. There were five permanent members on the Security Council, and the five permanent members on the Security Council were also, the, in the original plan, going to be the largest shareholders of the fund and have the permanent seats on the board. But in practice, the Soviet Union never joined the IMF, and China had the revolution, so the, the UN evolved in a kind of different direction. But I, I think at the moment when you're faced with these big security issues, and many of them have an economic and financial dimension, the, the security world and the world of the, the financial flows and the, 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 the regulation and supervision of them come closer together again. And in, in that sense, uh, the, the fund has a, has a kind of new mission at the moment. Isn't it always, though, um, or hasn't it often been an organization in search of a mission? It has had to morph uh, its its goals and its uh, its job over the years. Absolutely right. There have been long periods when people really wondered whether you needed an IMF at all. Uh, so it was originally supposed to supervise a fixed exchange rate system and when President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard in 1971 and the fixed exchange rate system collapsed, mm-hmm. people said you don't really need the fund anymore. And then you know, so for a decade it was looking for a role, and then it found the role as the uh, manager of a debt crisis. Uh, Professor James, it is wonderful to have you on today. And with your teaching and study at Cambridge, most appropriate to ask you in our collective awe over the President of the United States lecturing the British people on whether they should stay in the union. Uh, you're the one to ask. Should the president be lecturing the British? I, I think he should. Um, I, 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 I think this is absolutely right because the the debate in Britain has has taken a very very peculiar turn, uh, from at least from my perspective. But I think many people think like this. That, that there's a there's a discussion, uh, as you know, about Britain leaving the European Union. The vote in a referendum is on the 23rd of June, uh, and it looks very balanced at the moment. There's a, a serious likelihood that the campaign to win, uh, to, to, to leave, might win. Um, 
but it, it, it's very hard to see what what any positive result of that would be. Um, it, it presents enormous risks, and incidentally, the IMF has also been pointing out the risks of, of Brexit. Um, so well, it's, 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 it's full of risks. And, it, is, uh, is there a risk that the prime minister, the future prime minister of the United Kingdom, tries to tell Washington what to do? I, 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 don't, I don't think that's the right kind of analogy to, to, mm-hmm. to, to make for this, because um, uh, one of the cases I think that many people who are sympathetic to Brexit make is that uh, Britain doesn't really need Europe, and Europe is in decline. But Britain has a strong relationship with the rest of the world, exports to China and India. Mm-hmm. But above all, has a really strong relationship to the United States. And so the, the, the hopes of the Brexiteers are often pinned on this idea that there's a so-called Anglosphere. Um, but in those circumstances, it seems to me entirely appropriate for the President of the United States to say, look, this is not realistic. We're interested from this side of the Atlantic in Britain because Britain is part of a Europe that is, mm-hmm. is trying to meet common security challenges, common economic challenges. Yeah. Let's come back. Harold James with us. He is a historian for the International Monetary Fund and, of course, at Princeton University. And I might point out an incredibly well-timed, Harold James is our definitive scholar on Germany and particularly on their banking system. We will speak to Harold James about whither Deutsche Bank, with all the great challenges of German banking, of course, German banking uh, within a time of negative interest rates, something I know Madame Lagarde, I mean, Madame Lagarde, if you're listening, I know you want me to ask Harold James about uh, uh, negative interest rates in Germany, and we'll do that. Michael McKee, Gainesville, Florida. I'm Tom Keene in New York. We will continue with... Professor James, uh, a churn to the market. It is a Friday summer day with a decided churn, I would point out, weekend. 110.77, the euro, 112.64. All right, let's check in with Michael Barr now and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael? Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Government officials from around the world today will sign the Paris Global Climate Agreement. The signing will be held during a ceremony at the U.N. Countries are required to set non-binding targets for reducing emissions. There's word President Obama will become the first sitting U.S. president to visit Hiroshima, Japan, since the atomic bomb was dropped on the city in World War II. That's according to the Nikkei Business Daily. That will take place in late May. President Obama is in the U.K. today and will meet with British Prime Minister David Cameron. An autopsy is scheduled today into the death of Prince. The singer was found dead by sheriff's deputies who yesterday had been called to a suburban Minneapolis compound. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael, thanks so much. I just got to say, folks, on a Friday, I'll speak for Michael McKee. We don't have a job. Michael Mayo, Jeff Sachs earlier we talked to, and Harold James now from Princeton. That is a wonderful thing. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. The news update brought to you by NYCB. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free NYCB online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit nycbfamily.com for details. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. 
And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures are little changed on this busy morning for earnings. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures remain quiet today. Dow futures currently lower by four points. S&Ps are unchanged. And Nasdaq futures lower by seven and a half. The U.S. 10 yield at 1.87%. On the U.S. economic front at 945, market U.S. manufacturing PMI. And in other news, the Wall Street Journal reported Valiant is seeking Perigo's Papa as new CEO. And Bernstein said Coca-Cola could be the next big target for AB InBev. Regarding earnings last night, Alphabet, Microsoft, Starbucks, and Visa are all trading lower pre-market. Norfolk Southern is trading higher. While today, Honeywell raised the low end of year EPS views. GE and American Airlines EPS beat. Caterpillar cut the high end of 2016 sales views. And McDonald's revenue EPS and global comp sales all topped estimates. Finally, some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. American Express cut the hold at Deutsche Bank. At J.P. Morgan, ADM raised to neutral. Bungie cut to neutral. United Continental cut to neutral at Stern AG, and Norfolk Southern raised to buy over at UBS. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? Thanks, Bill. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk Go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K Go, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Uh, Karen, uh, thanks so much. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Invesco. Investing isn't about meeting benchmarks. It's about achieving goals. Find out how Invesco's high-conviction approach can help visit Invesco.com slash high conviction. Michael McKee in Gainesville, Florida. I'm Tom Keene in New York, and we are honored to bring you Harold James of Princeton. And now at the IMF, where he is IMF uh, historian. Professor James, you are the definitive voice on Germany within our com- country. The president meets uh, the queen today and works within England. Tell me about the generational shift that you perceive in Germany. There was a Bismarck Germany, there was World War II, and then there, there were the leaders of our child. So it's Conrad Adenauer, Willy Brandt, and the rest. What is the new Germany? Where are they heading towards? It, it's a very uncertain Germany today. Uh, but I, I think also it's a Germany that is conscious that it's in a new position of leadership in Europe. And uh, Mrs. Merkel is undoubtedly the European figure. So a long time ago, Henry Kissinger is supposed to have asked the question, who do I call when I want to speak to Europe? And there wasn't an answer at that time. And now it's really clear that if the American president wants to speak to Europe, he he speaks to the Chancellor of Germany. Um, But there's a kind of pushback against Mrs. Merkel in in Germany, um, in large part, I think, driven by the crisis that developed last summer since uh, the flow of very, very large numbers of Syrian and other refugees into Germany. Uh, I, don't, I don't speak German, so uh, let me do it in French. Après uh, Merkel, les déluges? I mean, who, who's next? There doesn't seem to be anybody who can step in. So she's weakened, but she, she doesn't and can't go away. Uh, that, that's absolutely right. Uh, th- th- there is no obvious alternative to Mrs. Merkel, and uh, it's in part on her, uh, her side a careful strategy. She's destroyed one crown prince after another, so there's no obvious successor. Um, but th- there's no obvious reason why she should step mm-hmm. down at the moment, and I think most people are expecting that she'll go into the next election, lead Germany after the next election, put a new coalition together, She's unpopular with the right of her party, but she's actually very, very popular 
with the left-center parties, with the Social Democrats, and above all, with the Green Party. Within the political economics, uh, you wrote an acclaimed, and folks, I mean acclaimed book, on, of all things, Deutsche Bank. Did you realize the impact that book would have when you, when you wrote it? Well, it, 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 it was at this, this uh, very strange moment in the 1990s yeah. when, uh, you know, when everything was changing politically. And, you know, also uh, the, the legacy of the Second World War was being approached in a different way. And uh, people were thinking about the, the big property transfers, right, the right, robberies right. that had taken place. And so that, that was really a major theme of that book. And that sets up perfectly the Deutsche Bank of now. Maybe you're not prepared to comment on this or particularly with your affiliation with the International Monetary Fund. But, Professor James, can you comment on the challenges of the new Deutsche Bank, uh, given that unique axis between Germany and London? Well, it, it, it's, it's, I think, uh, one of those areas where there are obviously going to be enormous issues if uh, the... Uh, that the British would leave the EU because a lot of Deutsche Bank's operations, international operations, shifted to London. And in some ways, Deutsche Bank isn't really very much of a German bank anymore. Um, but over the past years, it's been trying to do what, what they, they, they've talked about it as a, a culture change or a culture shift and uh, actually get back a bit from this international investment banking that they pursued and really didn't do very well at and it was very, very risky. Um, in 2008, in the, the immediate aftermath of Lehman, uh, obviously every international bank was, was vulnerable, uh, but the vulnerability of Deutsche Bank was enormous and if it had required a rescue by the German government at that point, it, it would have really been too large to rescue. So uh, you know, there's, there's, there's the same kind of discussion in Germany. As you have in other countries, those large banks have to be safer, and uh, uh, the, the regulators are pushing in that direction. Well, it, this kind of brings us back to where we started with, uh, with the IMF. Is, is it going to be needed even more than it has been uh, in Europe? And under Madame Lagarde, is it actually going to play a role? It, it's very peculiar that it, it, it was needed in Europe at all. I, I, I mean, I think this is going to be one of the big big questions uh, when you look at the long-term legacy of the, the, the institution, because it would have been much better if Europe had dealt with that situation on its own in, in 2010 when the, when the Greek crisis first, first emerged. Uh, but the, uh, many people in Europe, including the German government then, uh, didn't feel that Europe had the technical capacity and the skill, the outside judgment, uh, to be able to, to mm -hmm. deal with a complicated crisis in Greece. And so the fund was brought in at that point. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's involved it in all kinds yeah. of issues that it really wasn't ideally uh, uh, set up to face. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Harold James of Princeton and IMF historian as well. Michael McKeon, Gainesville, Florida. I'm Tom Keen in New York. You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance. Coming up, the With All Due Respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond.